reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances, but not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands. Now, my initial joke was going to be to make sure that all the husbands slipped me some kind of bill as they walked out the door this morning, but my wife reminded me that I'm walking out to the car by myself, so that might not be a good idea. <laughs> and so now it's time to crush those misconceptions when we hear those lines in Scripture. Because how could St. Paul, how could the church be so chauvinistic to believe in lines like these? Wives, be subordinate to your husbands? How dare the church? You'd be correct in thinking this way, because how could St. Paul say something like this so demeaning, he isn't. When Paul is writing to the church in this day and age, it's in stark contrast to the pagan society that the church finds herself in. It's a society that says the authority of the husband and the father reigns supreme. For better or worse, if he's a tyrant, it matters not. He rules the household. What he says goes. And so if St. Paul held these same beliefs, if St. Paul thought that this is the way that God ordered marriages and families, he wouldn't need to write it down. But of course, this isn't what St. Paul meant. And this is demonstrated and shown in our gospel today. Here we find Mary and Joseph discovering the child Jesus back in the temple in Jerusalem. And what do we read? 
of Jesus after being discovered and returning to the home in Nazareth with the Holy Family, he was obedient to them. He, Jesus Christ, was obedient. He submitted. He was subordinate to the authority of Mary and Joseph. But if he is God, and he is, and Mary and Joseph are human persons, and they are, then submission has nothing to do with greatness. It is no indication of being less than. Rather than a hierarchy, it is submission to the divine order. And thus, the submission is not unconditional. Notice the next line in Paul's letter. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands as is proper in the Lord. So rather than being some absolute unconditional rule, being subordinate is only appropriately conducted when it is in accord with God's will, when it is ordered towards the one mission of God. Again, we find this reflected in our gospel today. Jesus' response to his parents after being lost for days, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Must. The Greek word there used is day. And it appears any time in the gospel that there is a mention of submitting to God's will. We hear Christ use these words when he says, I must proclaim the kingdom of God. I must suffer, be lifted up and die. I must be raised on the third day. We see even Christ, God the Son, under orders. So then, when do wives submit to their husbands? Again, we go back to St. Paul's letter. His next command is directed to the men. Husbands, love your wives. This might appear easy and a brushed-off comment, but that's just because of how nonchalantly our society throws this word love around. But there is no greater challenge that any person could ever be given than this command. Wives, be subordinate as long as your husband loves you, as Christ loves the church. Which means him willing your good above his own. Which means him bearing your faults, your errors, your burdens, your idiosyncrasies as his own. Which means him being the man on the cross for you, dying to himself for you. The challenge that's given to the husband is something far greater than what Paul is saying to the wives. And practically speaking, though, this is what greatness in the kingdom of God looks like. Service. Christ himself says, he did not come to be served, 
but to serve. Mary and Joseph, as great as they are, the two greatest human persons to ever walk the, the earth, they pale in comparison to God. And yet God himself is subordinate, is obedient to them. So too Mary, the greatest person to ever walk the earth, the only human person whose soul was untouched by both original and personal sin, submits herself to Joseph. And Joseph's response is what is proper to the Lord. Because we don't see Joseph sit on some ivory throne commanding his wife and his son, but we see him serve this God child and his blessed spouse. He always responds to their good, sacrificing his own. Because he knows, how could he lord his position over them? In the Holy Family, he ranks lowest, but yet he is head of the Holy Family, and thus he holds responsibilities proper to this role. And so it is by St. Paul's words that we see lived out in our gospel and in the Holy Family that we receive the blueprint, the divine order of what a family is supposed to look like. That if we are to be great, if we are going to be mighty husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, children, it's essentially a race to the bottom. To be the lowliest in the family. To wake up every morning and say to those that we're responsible for, Today, I'm going to outdo you in love. Because after all, marriage is a sacrament of service aimed at the salvation of others. And if we live out this type of marriage, this type of family, day in and day out, is there any question that we would begin to change our home? And if each one of us does that and our homes begin to change, is there any doubt that we would begin to change the world?